RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, the IT secretary says developing a reusable mask for the people of Hong Kong is mission accomplished as far as he's concerned. The police say they'll review their internal management after 12 of their own are arrested in the space of just two days. And Washington accuses Beijing of stepping up what it says is a disinformation campaign about the coronavirus. IT Secretary Alfred Sitt says his team has learnt a lesson. After controversies surfaced over the reusable masks, the government is distributing to all Hong Kongers. The government has admitted that it took too long for them to reveal who the manufacturer was and it didn't explain to the public clearly that the masks are different from those patented by the Research Institute of Textiles and Apparel. Mr Sitt says they will be more transparent and will also reveal details of the raw materials provider later. He promised the government will put the production of replacement filters out to public tender, but the minister has stopped short of apologising for the saga. I fully hope this product can help our people to compact with the COVID-19. That's what we would like to do. The major purpose of this project is to provide a reusable mask to Hong Kong people that we have already fully met our target. That's what we need to do, and we have already done that. Mr Sitt also insisted that the masks are safe to use, after some experts expressed concerns that health problems could arise if people inhale copper particulates from the masks, with copper being a key filtering component. All the products have gone through a very comprehensive and very tiered testing and certification process. So the product can fully comply with the ASTM F2100 Level 1 requirement so that the product can fully meet the need to protect our people from the COVID-19. I have to emphasize that this process must be done by proper laboratories. That's what we have done. For those people who may not have complete understanding about the product, you may go to our website so that you can see the report and the certificate. Mr Sitt says some 2.6 million people have already registered online for these masks. The Secretary for Justice has warned children and students against being misled into thinking they could be let off lightly for taking part in unlawful activities and violence stemming from the past year's social unrest. Writing in her official blog, Teresa Cheng said it was very troubling to see youngsters involved in the turmoil. She said this puts their own and others' safety at risk and the resulting criminal convictions would also affect their future. She said suggestions that young offenders would only be cautioned or bound over were misleading and added that prosecutors must not withdraw charges unjustifiably under the pretext of public interest. Ms Cheng said people should be aware that they have to bear the legal consequences of law-breaking behaviour. The police say they'll launch a review of the force's internal management after a dozen officers were arrested over two different cases in two days. Yesterday, two officers were held on suspicion of misconduct in public office after two of their colleagues were found with 25 kilograms of the drug ice a day earlier. More details from Steve Dunthorne. In a late-night statement, the force said it was furious and disappointed that officers were suspected of breaching the law and discipline. It said their actions impaired public confidence in the police and undermined the work of their colleagues. The police say they resolutely adopt a zero-tolerance attitude to breaches of the law. The force said its integrity management framework had been in place for years but was now being reviewed. Police didn't specify what cases they were talking about, but in addition to the arrest of four officers over a drugs case, 
Eight police from Shamshipo were arrested yesterday on suspicion of assaulting homeless people and damaging their possessions. The U.S. State Department has accused China of stepping up what it says is a disinformation campaign about the coronavirus. A senior official said similar messages were coming from Russia, but added that there was no evidence of coordination between their governments. BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher has more details. A senior official said the State Department had uncovered a network of fake Twitter accounts, which had significantly amplified propaganda and disinformation tweeted by Chinese diplomats since March. The aim, she said, was to convince the world that China is the global leader in the response to the epidemic, rather than its source. Chinese officials have denied they are spreading conspiracy theories and accused the Trump administration of peddling its own. In particular, talking up a suggestion that the virus originated in a Chinese laboratory without presenting evidence. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Hong Kong's sole delegate to China's top legislative body, Tam Yu Chung, has urged opposition lawmakers not to cause any more trouble, saying it's time for LegCo and its House Committee to get back on the right track. Mr Tam says DAB chairwoman Starry Lee handled yesterday's House Committee meeting quite well, despite the clashes that broke out. He said lawmakers should not scuffle in future, as LegCo is not a place for lawmakers to brawl or put on a performance. He added that how lawmakers act will also have an influence on young people. The new CEO of the Housing Society, James Chan, says it will consider whether or not to adjust rents for its public housing tenants this summer after a review done every two years was delayed by six months due to the economic situation late last year. Mr Chan says the Housing Society has already seen a revenue drop of some 240 million Hong Kong dollars due to various rental aid schemes it rolled out in light of last year's protests and the coronavirus outbreak, such as a 75% rent concession to some commercial tenants for six months. Here's Mr Chan. For the rental adjustment, the exercise is still for review in summer this year, which means that in July or August, we have to see the latest economic situation as well as the affordability of our tenants before we come to the conclusion of the result of the review. Mr Chan also says the society's scheme, which allows subsidised flat owners to let bedrooms out, has finally seen its first transaction last week. The scheme initially met with a cold response, prompting the society to enhance the programme. The first transaction concerns a two-bedroom flat in Wong Tai Sin's Chuk Yun North estate, with the rent set at $6,500 per month. Mr Chan says they have received over 300 applications from owners and over 500 from hopeful tenants, and he expects more transactions to come. Since the introduction of the enhancement measures last year, we can see quite some progress in the terms of number of owners and tenants applicants. And we're glad to see there was one leasing transaction which happened in the past week. And uh, we are seeing that more of the transactions are upcoming. Some 34 tonnes of smuggled American ginseng worth over 47 million Hong Kong dollars have been seized, with seven people arrested in what authorities say is the largest ever bust of its type. Authorities said officers found a suspicious fishing boat and a speedboat exchanging goods in waters north of Hong Kong airport and found 1,060 boxes of smuggled American ginseng after a chase. Authorities said it has recently seen a rise in sea smuggling activities near the construction of the airport's third runway. 
Airlines based in Britain say they've been told the government will bring in a 14-day quarantine for all passengers arriving in the UK from everywhere except the Irish Republic. The new travel restriction is expected to take effect at the end of the month. More details from the BBC's Tom Burridge. Sources say people would have to provide an address when they arrive in the UK and self-isolate there for two weeks. Lorry drivers and other key workers would be exempt. It's not clear how long the restriction will be in place initially. Airlines and airports said the measure should come with a clear exit strategy. They want it reviewed on a weekly basis and they fear it will compound the acute damage the pandemic has done to their industry because it might put some people off travelling if it's still in place when restrictions lift. To sport now, and baseball fans in Taiwan have been allowed back into stadiums as coronavirus restrictions are relaxed. But there are strict rules, as the BBC's Cindy Su reports from Taipei. Taiwan's baseball league has proudly but cautiously began playing to fans again. Only 1,000 fans are allowed inside each stadium. They have to show their ID cards, have their temperature taken, and sit in assigned seats. Eating and drinking is prohibited, and face masks must be worn during the entire three-hour games. Prior to Friday's opening, Taiwan's baseball teams have been playing to empty stadiums. Some teams try to boost players' morale by placing cardboard cutouts or mannequins in their stands. The U.S. women's soccer team have filed to appeal a district court decision handed down last week that dismissed their claims for equal pay. The team suffered an unexpected blow to their high-profile case against their federation when the court threw out the players' claims that they were underpaid in comparison with the men's national team. The district court judge said the U.S. national women's team were in fact paid more on both a cumulative and an average per game basis than their male counterparts. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The IT secretary says developing a reusable mask for the people of Hong Kong is mission accomplished, as far as he's concerned. And the police say they'll review their internal management after 12 of their own are arrested in the space of just two days. That's the news from RTHK. 24 hours a day, this is RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of interest. First, our featured latest album from Georgetown, Guyana-born hip-hop reggae artiste Blackamore. And hot new hits from a lot of other places on the planet. As always, Giovarati says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And before we go to our featured album from Blackamore, we start off with a hot new hit from other places on the planet. Uh, Drumroll, please. Uh, Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of Congo in Central Africa, with Céline Banza. She was born in Kinshasa. Uh, she's a tw- young 20-year-old something, singer, songwriter, video artiste, and, drumroll please, Congolese actress. Uh, she's been recording for the past few years. This latest track is on the charts with the video, and uh, it's called Na Mileli. The title is in Lingala, and uh, the song is in French. And the refrain goes, If ever I leave, you have no more history. <laughs> and it's caught between two desires, uh, destroyed because of uh, the absence of her beloved, and... Uh, 
consoling herself, uh, having him in, in her thoughts. Uh, so between two desires, dance or mope. She is uh, playing her acoustic guitar, uh, and she's basing it on a very light Congolese rumba beat. So let's have a listen to Céline Banza. Je pars, la peu de vie, oh, oh, oh. 